Some ladies are coming our way. I think they've recognized me. Of course they have. They must have seen your billboard in SM Mega Mall. Hi! Excuse me! Can I ask a favor? I knew it. A photo? Yes, please. Yeah, sure. Come here. You can take a selfie with me. Huh? No. I want you to take a picture of me and my friend. Hello everyone, welcome to Banana Q Podcast. Today we will be talking about fame. Fame, I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know that song. You don't know that song? That's a popular karaoke song, but it's an old song, so I don't really blame you. Anyway, so we'll be talking about fame. That is, we will be discussing the famous people we idolized and why and how. Yeah, that is a question. Why do we idolize people? I would say it changes, right? Like as kids, I remember we idolize people, you know, those that we constantly see on TV, people that we hear from the radio, people who are we're mostly uh, exposed to. Mm. And it's usually based on superficial reasons, like beauty, the money that they have, which allowed them to, to live the life that we could only dream of. And I remember... Growing up, I kind of idolized the entire cast of Ang TV. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Wait, can you remind me who was there? I don't remember a single name for some reason. Patrick Garcia. Oh, right. Yes, he was very popular. Paolo Contes, Camille Prats, John Prats. Are they related? They are They're siblings, yes. Oh, they're siblings. Okay. <laughs> Angelica Panganiban. Yeah, there was a lot of them, but those were the few that I remember I idolized. And these kids stars, they matured as artists and actresses and actors in the Philippine entertainment scene, right? Mm -hmm. You would follow them. Oh, I saw you. You were a kid in that movie. And then recently <laughs> I, I watched you and you were already like a father or something like that. Yeah. And it kind of surprises you, even though obviously they would grow up because you yourself have grown up, right? But then you're like, oh my God, I can't believe she's old. Like, where have you been all this time? Of course he grew old. You grow old, right? I guess it's a kind of denial or something as well. Yes. <laughs> or maybe we don't want them to grow old because we want them to be that perfect person that we idolized before. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to change. Oh, I love... Talia, who played Marimar. <laughs> ah, Marimar. Oh, oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and of course, those other boy bands or, you know, like um, the Backstreet Boys. And well, maybe because I had a crush on them. So that's kind of different. But you still idolize those people you're yeah. attracted to, right? Yeah. And then other times, it's because they have characteristics that you want to emulate. Like they're very talented or maybe they're kind of like you, but better, right? <laughs> like you want to grow up to be like them. You know, Even though you're already an adult, you still want to grow up to be like them. <laughs> like for example, you're an accountant. So you want to be like, wait, I can't actually think of a famous accountant. Is there one? Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> he was the accountant <laughs> and he had a very... Pretty Apprentice, right? The lady from Pitch Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Anna Kendrick. 
Okay, for people who are confused, <laughs> The Accountant <laughs> is actually a movie which starred Ben Affleck. And, you know, he's supposed to be an accountant, but he was really a spy. Yeah, so he was, it was a high-level financier, or I would say he was cooking the books. He was doing the books for uh, very bad people, like mafia and stuff. But he does it in a way that whatever profit those guys are making, he's kind of funneling it through other charities as well. Ah, money laundering. Yeah, money coming from illegal activities is trying to wash them and enter into the system as if they were legal. Yeah, so in reality, I don't think you should idolize that kind of accountant, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he was so skillful in what he does that he's able to kind of do it seamlessly, right? And he's very you know, sought after by high-paying clients because he is an expert of what he does. So you somehow can idolize him in that respect that mm. he's able to hone his skills enough to be the best in the world about something. I suppose. So maybe uh, mm. you can be that, but maybe just not for the bad guys. Uh, yes, because it, it's a skill that you won't be able to brag about, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> really, you're doing that? Then it will be jail time for you, for sure. Yeah, so maybe not that in real life. Like, I mean, I, for me, I would say I was a fan of J.K. Rowling who wrote the Harry Potter series because I mm. love to write. Because you know how to do it, but you're not that good at it, right? So you would, of mm. course, idolize someone who is really good at that skill that you have. And what about you? Can you think of an example? Uh, yeah. Recently, I've been into reading biographies of people. It started off with my colleague recommending me to uh, a book, biography of Richard Branson. So he's the founder, CEO of Virgin. Yeah. And then since then, I've been into biographies. So I've read Jeff Bezos and his journey to Amazon. Mm. And right now I'm, I'm reading uh, Elon Musk. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I haven't finished Elon Musk, but it's a really interesting start. I didn't know that he was from South Africa. I don't also know this, actually. So you are interested in becoming a really rich guy, is what I'm getting from this. Uh, I'm just interested in how they made money. So you want to make money, like a lot of money, like them. Not necessarily <laughs> will, that would happen to me, but yeah, definitely. It's fun knowing how they made their fortune. Because the next time I, I see that pattern again, maybe I'll catch on. Okay. <laughs> If somebody told me 10 years ago to mine Bitcoin, I would, right? Mm, I see, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I, speaking of biographies, I think one of my favorite biographies was the one on Steve Jobs. Mm, by Isaacson? There, there's a few. Yeah, there. yeah, that's the one by Isaacson. It's a very thick one. It was interesting. I know that obviously these characters, right? I'm sure those guys you mentioned, they also have their problems like Steve Jobs. But he is mm. a fascinating person to read about. For sure, mm. right? Like he's very mm. charismatic. Same with those three guys. I would imagine they you wouldn't be at the top of an empire if you're just yeah. some random person. <laughs> you ve very definitely need charisma at the bare minimum, right? Yeah. And I think what's common with these people is they're not afraid to speak their mind. You know, I remember growing up, maybe in the Philippines, we are taught that way. Like we need to conform, yes. to follow rules. If you're noisy, you'll get scolded at. But the way they've lived, they're like they're not afraid to be labeled as someone who's difficult, who's an outsider, who thinks differently. 
to them they don't care they simply just don't care what other people think and and to me that that's something that you know growing up is so foreign to me like no in the philippines growing up you're taught by your parents you know follow everything you, what your teacher says even how ridiculous it is you have to follow otherwise your grades will suffer there's always that concept that everything is all about the grades is everything is all about finish studies get a high paying job and that's it that's life oh yeah that's true there's no gambling there's no risk taking whatsoever yeah i think for filipinos we are taught that maybe because we grew up you know we didn't really have a lot of money right so you are just mm. told that you know just make sure that you graduate because otherwise mm. you're going to be poor forever something like that so you were not really taught to take risks you're right about that we were also mm. never told to speak up and because in the philippines mm. authority you are supposed to obey your parents even though they're wrong or something you know what i mean we were supposed to respect authority isn't there like a article or something about that that it's something that we inherited from our ancestors because we were the slaves to the spanish people mm, could be like we've lived a life of following orders and so that's the only way we know how to live our life then maybe it's it's a factor to it Uh, I would say our culture, Eastern versus Western as well. Like in the West, young kids are often given the platform to really speak their minds. Yes. Like I, I always see the parents talk to their kids as if they're adults in the West versus in the Philippines. Even if you're already adolescent, you're being talked like a kid. You're being babied. by people around you your aunts your your uncles and you are not respected like if you say something mm. you're told to shut up because you're just a kid yeah. what the hell do you know yeah exactly so that is not really a good thing that's why when we grow up and then we encounter our western counterparts and we're taken aback at how frank they are and how they really speak mm. their mind <laughs> yeah although there's a caveat to all the biographies right because especially if it's written by somebody on behalf of somebody it will not always be 100% accurate like some of them probably are sugar coated i don't know it's because you can't really write about somebody 100% because some things are hidden maybe what you see are only the positive sides mm. so it's kind of it's kind of difficult so you just read between the lines as well like probably this is so sensationalized maybe there's something behind this but in the end you you appreciate you see the life of other people and maybe you can relate or maybe you can't and maybe if you were in that situation what would you have done would you have answered the same would you have taken his route and chances are for me at least reading it i was like no i wouldn't absolutely have not done that <laughs> i wouldn't i would have taken the other direction just because you know my upbringing would dictate that way but it, it opens your mind to a lot of possibilities like what could my life have been had i been you know in his shoes had i been born in south africa and had that exact same situation would i have come out the same like would i be elon musk if i were elon musk at his age probably not probably <laughs> stuck in south africa playing with my friends and watching ang tv yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay interesting so now let's move on to how we expressed our admiration and even sometimes obsession for these people let's start with the past yeah now we needed 
somehow visual reminders of these people, right? So we would cut out pictures from magazines or perhaps buy them, buy the pictures themselves from the store and then put them in your wallet. Some of them would cost money as well, right? With autographs and all. Yeah, like junior size, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like some of these artists and actors and actresses, they have mall tours and they would welcome their fans. And okay, if you have something that you want signed, then please go ahead. Like, oh, can you sign my t-shirt or something like that? And of course, they would sell the photos probably, right? And then they make money from the photo also. That is why they're willing to to sign those. (laughs) Yeah, and I remember we also had notebooks, right? Those notebooks Uh, where there were, you know, Jelena Magdangal or someone, (laughs) Marvin Agustin on the front. (laughs) I remember that in elementary, we were not encouraged to have spring notebooks. Oh, but most of these notebooks that has the photos of actors and actresses, they were spring notebooks. So what my sister did was she removed the spring and then used a yarn to kind of sew it together so that it doesn't look like a spring notebook. So the teacher <laughs> wouldn't know that, oh, it was a spring notebook. But what is the logic about why spring notebooks were not allowed? I mean, I did that not because the teacher said I could not. But for me, it was because it prevented the notebooks from snagging each other. I think it's because spring notebooks are easily torn. Maybe if it's a fo- for, for a composition, you need to have like a neat notebook. You're not allowed to kind of tear up a page. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, and also we needed to find out as much as we could about them. So we would research about them through magazines again, the newspapers, books, or watching segments about them on TV. Yeah. For example, there's an advertisement, oh, find out later on MTV at 1 p.m. or whatever. It's an interview of Leonardo DiCaprio. And I would make sure that I was there at 1 p.m. because there was no way that you could see it, right, if you missed it. Unlike now that, you yeah. know, everything is on YouTube. <laughs> so, yes, that's what I did. Yeah. And what if your mom would call you, Indai, <laughs> go buy suka in the tinda. Mom, it's 1 p.m. I'm waiting for you. To yes, be. don't you know? Can I do it after? My dream boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then whatever we learned about them, we tried to copy, right? Like their hairstyle or fashion. Mm. Or if you know they have a hobby, you also try to take that up. Maybe Britney Spears said, oh, my favorite color is pink. Suddenly, your favorite color is also pink. (laughs) Speaking of hairstyle, I did follow one of the Backstreet Boys. You know, the one that has his hair half? I think Nick Nick Carter, was it? Yeah, that was very popular in the 90s. I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. had them. Devon Sawa, Leonardo DiCaprio, they they all had them, I think. I don't know what that hairstyle is called. Yeah, it's like cut in half, half and half. (laughs) Yes, that that hairstyle. (laughs) The long-haired Cat in half hairstyle, yes. So mm. so I think now, if you see that on someone, it's very out of place, right? But yes, back <laughs> then, that was so in fashion. And a lot of entrepreneurs also kind of joined the bandwagon, right? Whatever Jolina is wearing, they would hurry up and follow that, like create a dress that's exactly like that. And then, you know, you will for sure have a lot of profit because that item will sell with all the fans. Yeah, a lot of companies would want endorsements as well from artists, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, Julina, please endorse. What was Julina's commercials before? Yeah, I actually can't remember now. <laughs> Selecta? Ice cream? I really don't recall at all, but maybe mm. that's possible. Yes, but that is the reason why celebrities are always asked to endorse these things, right? Mm. 
because people who idolize them would go and buy whatever it is that they endorse, even though they're just being paid to endorse it. They <laughs> yeah. might not necessarily actually believe in it or anything, right? No, but you seeing them advertising a product then, and you're a fan, you would, right? Like, mm. If your idol is brushing his or her teeth with Colgate toothpaste, then for sure the next time around, if you're using close-up, then you will like, no, next time I will buy Colgate because mm, Julina is using Colgate. So Yeah, but it really has an effect. That That's true. Mm. The next time you shop, all you think of is that commercial. Aside from cutting out their photos and following what they wear, uh, we also, as idols, uh, especially for artists, we would buy their albums. I remember before they were not CDs, DVDs even, they were cassettes. Oh, yes. You remember those? Yeah, I had the Backstreet Boys in the Thalia's Marimar cassette, I think. Huh? She had an album. She was also a singer. She sang the Marimar theme song and all the theme songs in her TV show. That I did not know. So was it just like the intro song played all over and over again? No, she actually had a oh. lot of songs. She was really a singer. I think she was originally a singer and then she became an actress. And I don't know if this is a coincidence, but she ended up marrying the ex-husband of Mariah Curry. So they're both singers, yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is it Tommy Motola, I think? So anyway, so she had a lot of albums. I don't really remember all of them by now, but it was not just the theme songs. Mm, okay. And they were actually Spanish. So can you see that, like, I'm how crazy I was? Like, I did not even understand all of the lyrics. Just I knew the main words because of Chavacano, but I didn't really understand them. And yet I still... <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. That's what idols can do to fans. <laughs> and watching telenovelas in the past will really require a lot of patience because there's a lot of commercials in between. Yep. Like maybe the segment is 30 minutes and honestly, maybe out of that 30 minutes, 20 minutes is commercials. No, I, I think that's way too much noise. It feels that way. <laughs> maybe 10 minutes. I don't think it's like, more. Especially in tense scenes right wherein maybe somebody's about to get murdered and then they would cut it and then very long commercial and then <laughs> five seconds of additional scene and then commercial was like stop <laughs> yes, it yeah so annoying <laughs> <laughs> they strategically place those commercials when they know that you will not dare to turn off the tv right you mm, will be back you're right so it's so unfair but yeah i mean advertising again Aside from buying their album, you could request their song from the DJ or you could write letters to Channel V <laughs> where you could request for their song in a creative way. And if the way you requested is so creative that it gets chosen, then you could win like something like an autograph poster of your idol. Like my friend actually did that. We were in high school, I think. And it was a big deal before because we are from Sambuanga, yeah. which is like not really a popular place. And she wrote to Channel V, which is for the whole Asia so it was a big deal that her letter was chosen. I don't remember what she did that was so creative. It's not like just a letter, like you do, you know, mosaics or something. You know what I mean? It has to be super amazing for you to get chosen. Oh, yeah, I do remember that segment in Channel V where they showcase not just letters. You're right, not just letters, but like arts and crafts level. Yes, exactly. So mm. I don't remember what she did, but whatever it was, mm. it was really good because awesome. it got picked. Mm. <laughs> yeah, speaking of autographs, that was people 
you know, a common thing to do whenever you see a celebrity, especially if you're in Manila or Makati where all the actors and actresses are. And then if you happen to see them, then you would probably shout at them, hey, <laughs> idol, <laughs> run towards them and open your wallet, get your photo of him, <laughs> and then ask for uh, an autograph, right? That's a normal thing to do. I, I never did that because I lived in Zamboanga and there were not really any celebrities who made their way over there, right? So, But oh, did, did you do it? Not necessarily, but I would see them at the mall tours mm. and then people would like shouting ah, and then after the event, people would wait at the backstage. Mm. Some of them are nice. Some of them would maybe get and then actually sign, but some of them are suplado. Ah, uh, yeah. Suplado is what in English? Um, Snob? Snobby, yes. I think because they're fed up probably like, ah, oh, this again, you know. For me, personally, I've, I've seen the show Pawn Stars uh, in History Channel. And so some of these autographed items really become valuable, especially if that actor or actress is long gone. Mm, really? So that means any signed item is actually a scarce resource, right? Because you know there's not going to be more because the person is already dead. Uh, signed items like for singers... Signed electric guitars. It could go for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, maybe. What, who's that Beatles guy who got shot? I think John Lennon. So maybe his autograph would fetch a pretty penny, right? Yeah, I would I would think so. So it's not just maybe you idolizing him and that's why you're collecting, but also it could be a good investment. So we should have done that when we were younger and autographs yeah. were still a thing. <laughs> But I think in the, yeah. I don't know about the Philippines, but apparently in the US, some people have autograph books. What is that? So it's maybe a notebook or something, and then they actually mm. bring it along with them every day or something. And if they see a celebrity, they will just ask him to sign that <laughs> the page on the, you know, imagine you have like a notebook and it's just full of autographs. <laughs> what? And you would carry that wherever you go yeah just in, case. just in case or if they don't carry it every day they probably like you know if they go somewhere that they know that they will likely meet a celebrity like for example they will take a vacation in los angeles or something or go to a music festival or i don't know whatever those things are then they would have to bring that along right and then at least all the mm. autographs are in one place <laughs> i see but that's dangerous though because if you lose that one item Everything's gone. And the problem with that situation is if you always carry it around with you, it would deteriorate in quality. Like paper is so fragile, especially if you want it to survive a few years, right? Like what if you ask for a signature in that same autograph book and then the page got torn because, you know, he was in a hurry and then <laughs> behind that torn page was the autograph from say Ronan Keating like, oh, you destroyed <laughs> the autograph of Ronan Keating because it was back to back oh so, yeah oh gosh you see why did you Quite... use a pentel pen it bled into the next page <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it bleeds through and the other autographs are oh my god so it's not very practical I would say okay you have a point so one last item I think is we could also join a fan club right you could be with like-minded people maybe this group of people all have autograph books or whatever I personally haven't joined a fan club but I've read about stories about how some of them managed to actually meet 
the objects of their affection. I mean, that's the whole point of having a fan club, I would think, that eventually, you know, if if you are a shy person, but someone in your fan club is not, then, you know, they could organize something and eventually you will meet whoever, like the Beatles or whatever. Speaking of which, there was one famous fan club president whose name was Frida Kelly, Mm -hmm. who was also the secretary of the Beatles band. Okay. A documentary was actually made about her. <laughs> Can you imagine? So it's called Good Old Frida, in which she gives a fascinating behind-the-scenes glimpse into the 20th century's most famous band. Now, according to TheGuardian.com, as a fan herself, Kelly went to extraordinary lengths to meet the demands of other girls like her. With Beatlemania gripping the country, she found herself inundated with increasingly bizarre requests. One girl sent a pillowcase that she wanted Ringo to sleep on for a night. (laughs) Kelly took it to Ringo's mother, Elsie, and made her promise to get him to do it. What? (laughs) Imagine she did that. And Kelly even used to collect hair clippings from the Beatles' barbers and store them in bags in the office so that each time a fan wrote in asking for a lock of hair, she could oblige. (laughs) Oh my God. That's crazy. What, for voodoo and stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you're just proud that, oh, I have a lock of hair from um, Ringo. Okay. There was there was a movie about that, right? It's a very old film. It's called I Want to Hold Your Hand. Oh, really? Okay. But that's that's the title of one of their songs, right? I want to hold your hand. Yeah. That was from the song. And, and the movie is about these fanatic group of youngsters who knew that Beatles was going to the States. So they were big, obviously, in in UK, but in the US, there was a very big following as well. So they visited the US and they were like following them to where they were staying. That was the story. It's a very old film because they were like selling, oh, this is the bed sheet used (laughs) by the Beatles, something like that. Yeah, it's crazy though, that not just with Beatles, right? That actually happens with a lot of items that big name celebrities have worn or mm. something, right? Like when Princess Diana died, like a lot of her clothes, mm. when it's auctioned off, it could go for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. I don't even know if it reaches millions or something, but it's really crazy, yeah. But the problem with that is you need to somehow have something that would authenticate. Oh, yes. You know, prove the provenance. Like, where did this come from? How sure are you that this was the exact pillowcase that you know, Ringo <laughs> yeah. used on this night. So it's it's hard. Yeah, I would think it's hard. Like, I mean, in the case of clothes, it could mm. be easily verifiable, especially if it's like something that Princess Diana wore. But you're right, pillowcase, mm. like anyone could just fake that, right? <laughs> Locket of hair. Unless you're going for a DNA expensive <laughs> testing, then there's no way to prove that that was in fact that person's locket of hair. Could just be random hair from the barber shop. That is know? true, yeah. Could be sweeping. <laughs> there, there, there are no vacuum cleaners in a barber shop in the Philippines, for example. The, the barber will just, you know, sweep the floor with all the hair altogether. So it's quite hard to prove that. Now that was the past, and the thing about the past famous people is that their fame was an elite status, mm-hmm. right? as in you needed to be handpicked, discovered by professionals. Before you can become a celebrity. But now, mm-hmm. anyone with an internet connection can become a star, right? Yeah. All you have to do is go on YouTube and hopefully people would like and subscribe, whatever it is that you're doing, and you become 
quote unquote, an influencer. Yes, that's true. I mean, that's pros and cons again, right? Mm. The good thing about this is anybody can actually be famous. Mm. But if, you know, you don't have money in the past, then you can never be famous because you need to be able to, let's say, fly to Manila. In the Philippines, right, you needed to be in Manila if you wanted to be famous before. Yeah, because you would have to go to auditions. Mm -hmm. You need to be scouted. You need to have the right connections. Mm -mm. So that even though, you know, you're joining an audition, but... You know, if somebody who has maybe is the daughter of the friend of the neighbor of the <laughs> person picking the <laughs> doing the selection, then probably you won't get selected. So, Mm-mm. yeah, it's quite tough before. But now, for as long as you have something, something unique, something that's sellable and you have a camera, digital camera or even a web camera, right? Mm. Upload into YouTube, you could be discovered even without all those things that it's so different now so easily to get discovered. Yeah, like for example, Justin Bieber was just a YouTube star and, you know, the Beatles obviously were not. They mm-hmm. needed to be discovered by their manager or whoever. I don't know their story, but yeah, I'm sure they, they needed to be discovered, right? So maybe that's why in the past also, when you said someone was famous, they were really famous. They, it was special. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, oh, she's famous. Why? Oh, because she has like 100,000 followers on Instagram. Like, you know, it's not really, I mean, first of all, she could have bought a lot of those followers also, right? It's not really that special anymore. But speaking of the present, how do we express our admiration now? Okay, let's compare it to what we said earlier. Now we still want pictures of them, but this time we keep them digitally. So they're on our phone or computer as wallpapers. Or on Tumblr blogs and Pinterest boards. Or MySpace. What? That doesn't exist anymore. When still alive. <laughs> Friendster. You would, you know, put their photos as your wallpaper, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or your, as your profile photo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you compare before and now, it's a lot easier to do research about them. You know, you have Google at your fingertips and Wikipedia, fansite blogs... And also, you can stalk them yourself on social media. <laughs> yes. you know, they would post on their socials that, oh, I'm be, I'll be visiting this place later. And then you would stalk them and you wait, oh, where is he? He said he's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and even try to send them private messages or tag them in posts because who knows? They might reply. Yeah, which actually, Taylor Swift is a celebrity who is well known for replying to some of her fans. And not just reply, but even help them out, like give them money if they have financial troubles. For example, there was this girl named India Rose. I'm not sure what her Mm. financial problem was, but on this BuzzFeed article, they showed a screenshot of Taylor Swift telling her, I'm sorry things are tough right now, and I'd like to gift you $3,000 to help ease that strain. Can you please send the email address for your PayPal account? Yeah, amazing, right? (laughs) But I don't think she just gives to everyone i think she gives to her legit fans so like you know Mm. she knows that these are her real fans because she's interacted with them in the past that sort of thing Mm. but but that's also beauty of the present right because it's a lot easier to get that kind of interaction from the celebrity that you idolize right because in the past you have to write a letter and you don't know when that's gonna arrive and, you know, if, if you do get something back from them, it's also a letter. That's not a real-time interaction, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a moonshot chance as well. Like, mm-hmm. what are the chances of that person actually replying to you? Yes, you're right. It would take ages, if not him or her, having to 
scan through piles and piles of letters, but now tagging them, it would instantly notify them that, oh, you, you've been tagged, or I don't know, it, not them personally, probably a secretary or an yeah. assistant. <laughs> yeah, a media, <laughs> a social media through. manager or something, yes. Mm. Yeah, but you're right. In the past also, like you needed to have stamps or whatever to actually send the letter. So that costs money, <laughs> yes. right? Now, if you already have your internet connection and your phone, you do not need to spend extra money to just tag your idol. Like you could do it so many times to the point that they would get annoyed and okay, fine, I'm going to reply to you because you've tagged me 24 times mm. today. Something like that. <laughs> and there's always that uncertainty that, oh, maybe the postman screwed up mm -mm. and did not arrive at the destination. But now you're sure if you're sending an email, you are sure that it's in the inbox. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. I didn't know about that Taylor Swift. Maybe I could tag her or send, <laughs> send her a DM in the hopes that she would reply. And say what? That you need money? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I want to tell her that, oh... Because she has a new album, doesn't she? Not really new, but she's kind of recreated her... A remastered or album. something. Yeah, remastered, yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. yeah. she got screwed by, you know, her old album maker anyways but yeah i just want to tell you that you know we're here we want to support you taylor <laughs> if you're listening right now taylor swift send us a dm <laughs> okay that's a long shot uh how else so you could also show your support uh, by streaming their songs on spotify or watching their vlogs on youtube or listening to their podcast if they have especially during the pandemic right a lot of artists celebrities they have podcasts Yes, that's because true. There's nothing to do. Yeah, I think Biolo Pasqual had a podcast recently. I'm not entirely sure if. Mm. So it's PPP. <laughs> PPP. Biolo Pasqual podcast, I think. <laughs> I think I'm not entirely. Please do not. <laughs> I'm not sure. Let's let's check that out later. Three, triple P. PPP. <laughs> I remember uh, Judy Ann Santos. Uh huh. She's an actress in the Philippines, right? And mm. recently. I've seen Monica also watch her YouTube channel about cooking. She's on, uh, in her kitchen cooking Filipino food. It's quite entertaining. It's kind of relaxing as well. And you get to learn recipes of Filipino dishes. So Yeah, I think a lot of celebra Filipino celebrities are also on YouTube now with their own channels. Judy Ann's Kitchen, I think that's the name of the channel. Yeah, and also you could still join fan clubs, but it's much easier now and more global because of the internet. I think a lot mm. of fans make use of the hashtag function on social media to find fans like them, right? Like you could go in Instagram, Tumblr. I've never actually officially joined a fan club ever, but during the time I was fangirling over Benedict Cumberbatch on Sherlock, I felt <laughs> like I kind of did by going through the hashtags on Tumblr. Like there were so many fans on Tumblr, but this was like, what? 2012 or something so that was a long time way before he was on marvel yeah and i remember your iphone wallpaper <laughs> yes your lock screen <laughs> was i am sure <laughs> locked <laughs> i remember that yes you are right because that was actually on the tv series right mm. irene adler's phone sherlock mm. didn't know how to unlock it it had that thing i am locked Mm. And the password is four letters. And mm. it turns out it was S-H-E-R. <laughs> yeah, because I am sure locked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And instead of autographs, like autographs is now a dying art, fans would just ask for selfies. 
right? Yeah. Because normally they wouldn't have a physical photo anymore in their wallet, but instead just get a camera. I mean, the phone has a camera, a very good camera at that. Just ask for a selfie and that's it. That's a proof that you can show to your friends that, hey, I've met Benedict Cumberbatch over the weekend. People will be like, ah, you're full of balonies. I don't believe you. And then mm-hmm. just scroll on your phone. Look at that. Here's my proof. Yeah, and also, of course, you have bragging rights if you post it on social media, right? Mm. That ah, you sure. actually met this famous guy. Yeah, I mean, mm. I would definitely probably still do that if I met Benedict Cumberbatch right now. I mean, I'm not like such a huge fan of her anymore, but I think I would still do that just because, you know, he's still famous. And, and yeah, I would is. argue he's even more famous now. Yeah, because of Doctor Strange. Yeah. By the way, mm. have you had celebrity encounters? Yeah. Not a lot, but I did once. Uh, so Urban Dub had a concert in Singapore before. Sorry, who is Urban Dub? He's a Filipino band. Okay, got uh, it. A rock okay. band. And me and my friend Jay, we were just walking around. I think it was in Esplanade. Mm-hmm. And they were there having coffee. Wow, okay. And then what did you do? Of course, we, we asked for a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, proving so, our point that... <laughs> Well, it wasn't the entire band. It was just Gabby. So Gabby was the lead vocalist. Mm. And it's okay. That's Gabby. And then it was okay. And we didn't even know that they had a concert there. So it was like so random. Oh, cool. mm. Yeah. And then, yeah, we had a selfie. And I think I still have that selfie. How about you? Do you have any exciting celebrity encounters? I also took a picture and it's with... PPP. No, it's with Piolo Pascual. <laughs> Papa Piolo Pascual. Papa P. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually two times. The first time we were in Robinson's Ermita. This was during our CPA review days. So, you know, fresh college graduates. And we were just, we're not even working yet. And then, you know, we saw him and his son. And mm-hmm. I think there was some other guy there. And then, I don't know, they were eating inside a restaurant. And we were like, oh, that's Piolo, isn't it? What do we do? What do we do? So we waited. Until he came out. <laughs> and another time, we, we didn't have the cell phone cameras yet. So luckily, I had my Kodak camera with me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like and film then, camera? <laughs> yes, film camera. So funny, right? And luckily, whoever took our photo did not ruin it. Because, mm. you know, in the past, you cannot see what it is until yeah. after. What if you had cut off our heads or cut off Piolo's set or something, but luckily you didn't do that. And then the funny thing is, like, many years later, we saw him again, but this, I was with different people this time. But I saw Piolo again in Singapore, and he was actually in Sentosa Island. Mm. I don't know why. And then, you know, again, we were like, oh, should we ask for a photo? And then we took another photo. And by the way, Piolo is kind of suplado. <laughs> I mean, which you mentioned earlier, right? Mm. So he didn't look happy at all about being approached probably because, you know, I'm supposed to be just having my private time and these random people (laughs) show up and want to take my photo, right? But, Mm. you know, when it came time for the picture to be snapped, he did flash a smile though. So he really is a good actor (laughs) because he could just turn on, right? Yeah. And speaking of that, a lot of Filipino actors liked hanging out in Makati because... Um, the people in Makati usually don't approach them. They mm-hmm. usually try to play it cool, you know, it's because if you do it, your jaw logs, you know what I mean? So I saw a lot of actors in Makati when I was still living there. I saw Julian Santos and Ryan Agoncillo playing in Time Zone. Really? What game did they play? Yeah. It's very random, right? 
<laughs> yeah, but what, I'm interested to know what game did they play? Like they played as a couple. They were playing like you know the gun, a gun game. Ah, uh, Time Crisis. I'm not sure what that, but it's like the one that had a pedal. Probably, but I remember I was surprised because Judy Ann looked way thinner in person. I think it's true that the camera adds 10 pounds. <laughs> oh, and also I, I mentioned see. before that my friend Ray, another Ray, right? Reynaldo married Yasmin Curdy. So I also met her maybe two or three times. And the first time we had dinner and watched a movie in Greenbelt. And then when we went out of the cinema, we ran into the Gutierrez twins. Do you remember oh, them? Uh, yeah. And then she chatted with them for a bit. But my very first celebrity encounter was in Davao City. Mm-hmm. I was in this place called Liquid Bar. So I still remember. Okay. <laughs> and then I was with my colleagues. And suddenly, we saw the Street Boys. No. Oh. The the dance group, right? With Vong Navarro and oh, Spencer okay. Reyes. Street Boys. No. <laughs> street Boys. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Backstreet Boys was in Davao. You happened nope. to stumble upon them in a Liquid Bar. <laughs> So random, no. Yeah, guys, if you didn't know, there's also a group called Street Boys in the Philippines. So it turns out that Spencer Reyes was my supervisor's cousin. So she said mm-hmm. hi to him. And then because of that, the Street Boys ended up like dancing with us on the dance floor. Ooh. Yeah. So that's my first celebrity encounter, I was think. Was it a dance-off? Who won? Mm, I don't think we would have won if you know, it was just normal. It was like a disco, so we were just dancing. Yeah. And also for some reason, John Lloyd Cruz was there. I don't know why. But he, he wasn't dancing with us. He was off somewhere on the side by himself. I got curious. So you've met Papa Piolo twice. Once in Eremita and the other one was in <laughs> Singapore. Did he remember you? Of course not. That would be weird. <laughs> I was like, oh, you were in Robinson's Ermita, I remember. No. <laughs> no? Okay. No, he didn't. Re- I would be shocked if you remembered yeah. me. <laughs> no, I did not. That's why he wasn't excited that you were, you know, asking for a photo because, oh, this is your second time. I remember. <laughs> Probably. Mm. No, yeah, no. Remember, I've also guessed, no, not get started. I was also, what's the term? An extra in a movie in Singapore, right? Oh, so yeah. I mm. did meet some celebrities there. So although I don't really remember their names, like mm. um, I wasn't really following who the celebrities were in Singapore. So yes, though, th- that was a Taiwanese actor, I think, and a Singaporean actress. And also another time, there was this apparently popular Singaporean singer-actor as well. Nathan Hartono or something. So I also met him because I was invited as media or something like that for my blog one time. Uh, So yeah, now that I think about it, I've had a lot of celebrity encounters. But I really want to meet Hollywood actors though. And that's Mm. like my dream. Like maybe who knows? Who would be your number one? Like if Ellen DeGeneres writes you an email saying you can meet any Hollywood actor or actress. (laughs) I would I would make it happen. Who who would you want to meet? That is a good question. Mm. Like who do I actually Yeah, I don't really have anyone that I am idolizing fangirling over right now. Mm. But maybe Benedict Cumberbatch would still be the one who knows because mm. <laughs> he's still a popular guy, right? Mm. Or I don't know, how about you? Who would you want to meet? So there's this mental exercise I did before where if given a chance you ha- you you host a dinner and you can invite anyone, like 
anyone at all, dead or alive. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Who, so who what's you, your answer? Who would you invite? I would invite a lot of people, right? Um, no, but limit yourself to like maybe five people or something. Five people that are living, probably just because I'm reading a lot of biographies. Not necessarily I've read his biography, but I've been following this New York University professor, Scott Galloway. So I kind of like the way he talks. He has a podcast as well. So I would really want to invite him over for dinner and then pick his brain on and things that interest me. So mm-hmm. a lot of the things that they talk about are very US-centric. I want to ask him about, you know, if that were to happen in the Philippines or in Japan, what would his response be? He does actually welcome questions in his podcast, and I've sent a few. Mm, okay. Uh, but not, none of my questions got uh, <laughs> <laughs> picked. So, so yeah, I'm still hoping. But yeah, so he would be, I would say, number one. And then to make it more varied, I would also invite Shakira. Okay. What? <laughs> like, if you're hosting a dinner party, you wouldn't want people of the same kind of class, right? Otherwise, it will be a very bland. Mm-hmm, so that's in true. In my mind, I would invite somebody who I idolize in their thinking about something, and then maybe uh-huh. somebody that you know I find really entertaining. So Shakira would be there, probably somebody from Black Eyed Peas, maybe. Apple? Maybe not Apple. <laughs> so yeah, it'll, it'll be very varied. Okay. How about you? What would be your dinner table look like? Yeah, maybe it should be varied as well. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is there. He actually is a fascinating talker. I mean, mm. he's very smart. He actually studied law, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's a surgeon, right? That's Doctor Strange, <laughs> and that's a character that's not really him in real life. You are getting confused. So, mm. um, okay, so him, maybe not other MCU actors because then mm. it gets boring, right? Maybe a writer like J.K. Rowling, then, mm. uh, and then maybe who else? Barack Obama, not because of politics. I just like the way he talks. <laughs> I mean, you know, his audacity of hope speech and all that. I mean, I get why he won because of that. Speech. I mean, I'm not political at all, but I just like the way he talks. I think it would be nice to pick his brain. And who else? Um, I don't know. If God had a voice, I would say Barack Obama. Or maybe not. Maybe Nelson Mandela's voice would be God's voice, right? Very deep. Or who's that guy who played God in Bruce Almighty? Right? Morgan Freeman. Ah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Or maybe I should have a funny guy also, right? Because a funny guy could really live in up the conversation, but I cannot really think of, yeah, who? If you would pick a funny guy, who would that be? I don't know. The guy from School of Rock? Oh, yeah. Jack Black? Jack Black, yes. Yes. I love, I love his shows. He was really funny in Jurassic Park, right? Like super funny. Have you seen it? I don't think I've seen that. Is that a newer version? Sorry, not Jurassic Park. I I got it. Jumanji. It was a J, so. <laughs> it's like Jurassic Park. Is there a new Jurassic Park that I haven't seen? <laughs> yeah, Jumanji. Is that, is that the Jumanji? That's a recent one as well, right? With Dwayne Johnson? Exactly. Have you seen yeah. it? It's so funny yeah, there. Yeah, he, because he's a girl in the body of... Of Jack Black, and he is really good at it. Like, I was amazed at what a good actor he is. So, mm. yeah, I think that would I be good. Maybe, yeah, I think I would like a female comedian, maybe like Tina Fey or Amy Poehler. Mm. Yeah. SNL. 
Yeah, and they are also good writers as well. So I think they would have something to contribute to the conversation. Maybe Conan O'Brien is also really funny. And he also has a podcast. You've mentioned about Piero Pasquale not being happy having his photo taken, right? I mean, that's fair because fame indeed is a double-edged sword. They may seem to have everything in, in the outside. They seem happy and all that. But, you know, their life is still private. Like, yeah, all of that is lost if you're a public person because people yes. will just run to you asking for autographs, asking for a photo. And that gets annoying. I mean, I, I could yeah. really feel that, hey, I just want to go to the mall grab a few bites or maybe you know i just want to have a lazy afternoon i don't want to be bombarded by fans asking me how i am and you need to be presentable all the time right otherwise yeah, that's paparazzi true. would take a photo of you then you're in your pajamas and then you know all of a sudden you're no longer an idol because you have a very bad photo and they would publish it somewhere and say oh Piolo Pasquale looks very ugly in yeah, whatever, you know, you, like he has stained pajamas or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of paparazzi, perfect example of that, which is obviously in the extreme end, is Princess Diana, mm. who famously died while she was being chased by a paparazzi. Yeah, that's actually sad, yes. Mm. And also fame changes you. It's like how money and power changes you right once you have mm. more of it it makes you feel more entitled and mm. we've heard rumors about like actors who are really horrible in real life compared mm. to like whatever ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever character they are playing right like for example recently Ellen DeGeneres seems to play this very funny very nice lady on TV mm. but actually it turns out that she's like kind of like a sociopath according to some people so I don't know how mm. true that is but maybe it's the entitlement right because you feel like I could get away with a lot of things and mm. also uh, in the recent days a lot of people have gotten annoyed with celebrities because they seem very out of touch with how the masses live or whatever mm. for example earlier in 2020 in the pandemic there was this video that was started by Gal Gadot so it was mm -hmm. like they were singing Imagine, the song by the Beatles, speaking of Beatles. Mm. And then people were saying it was a video that was in poor taste. Right? So what happened was uh, the Wonder Woman actor, she started it. And then, you know, a lot of her other celebrity friends also sang mm. the song. But I mean, for me, I think it depends on how you look at it. Mm. Maybe they just wanted to uplift the people or whatever. But because the time people were really down... Mm. Like you're in your mansions. How could you say we're all in this together mm. when we are not in this together? <laughs> I've lost yeah. my job. I don't have a roof over my head. Mm. You know, especially recently, people have started to get mad at people with privilege. Mm. And that includes the celebrities, right? Mm. How dare you take for granted all those things or whatever. So, yeah. So I think celebrity worship is starting to die down a bit. Yeah, it changes you and competition is tough and sometimes if you've reached a certain level of fame that's hard to top you, you that somehow depresses you as well right because eh? I, I used to be really famous but now i'm no longer in films i'm no longer so kind of like you're, you're pushing a lot of pressure on yourself that you have to be your best self and sometimes as well if you're an actor you're asked to portray a certain character 
and that's what people see, right? Like you oh, yeah, mentioned, that's Ellen true. Jenner. So people would expect that she's a nice person because that's what they see every day. But in reality, she's an actress, right? So she must be somebody else uh, deep inside. So it's kind of a tough ordeal as well. So you get all the big bucks, but it's not easy. It's demanding a lot from you as well. True. And, there, you know, no, nothing's perfect, right? Like, mm. you're right. A lot of celebrities have suffered from that. Like, of course, they're used to this sort of lifestyle. And then suddenly, they're not famous anymore. Then mm. they go into depression. Mm. Like, I, like, I think Whitney Houston, right? She killed herself. Probably that's one of the reasons because at the time, you know, she wasn't popular anymore. So that could have contributed to that. Remind me, Whitney Houston, was she a singer? She was, right? Yeah, she sang that. And I, I will always love you. That was Bodyguard, <laughs> the film. Yes. yes. <laughs> she also acted in it, by the way. She was also in that film. Yes. Ah, I see, I see. I think that's it. I think that that's... The topic, fame. So we want to ask our cuties, hey, have you had any celebrity encounters? Let us know in detail. And if we get enough answers, we might make a podcast about it. Email us at bananacupodcast at gmail.com or ping us on our social media websites at bananacupodcast at Instagram, Facebook, or wherever. Cutie Minute. It's time minute. for our followers. Cutie Minute. Your minute. thoughts in our voice. Cutie Minute. It's not minute. really one minute, but we're calling it. Cutie Minute. Our first cutie is with love that freezy, and she said, "Thank you for sharing quality information and stories. As a Phil am, my story is obviously different from those born in the Philippines, but my kapamilya that worked so hard to come here did their best at bringing a slice of the Philippines with them to teach our culture and passing it on to my generation." But you can only teach so much, lol. So it's been really fun learning new things from you guys. When I listen to you guys, it's like listening to my ate and kuya talk at a family party. A sense of home or belonging for me. I love that about Filipinos, that no matter where you are in the world, they are like family. Ah. <laughs> like it's nice to know, right? That we are actually contributing to the knowledge of the younger generation. Yeah, so we are the ate and kuya of with love frizzy. Yes, eh, at, at least she said Aten Kuya and Atita and Tito, so I'm grateful <laughs> for that. <laughs> yes, thank you for making us feel younger, Frida. Yes. Awesome. Our next cutie is Elma, five star rating. Wow. Thank you, Elma. From Pod Chaser, and she says, I enjoy that D and Ray make each episode light and at the same time stimulating. Ooh, I like that word, stimulating. Mm-hmm. And I love that they do their research. You know that they put emphasis on preparation, but at the same time, their spontaneity makes their conversation seamless, not to mention humorous at times. Wow, that's so sweet. Thanks, Alma. Thanks, Alma. And that is all for now because you've already blubbed too much about celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> so please come back again next week for our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.